0: the way I've been feeling The thing is if it's not good news for everybody here's a little test you can apply. If you're watching a TV preacher this is a good one If it's not good news for everybody then it whatever it is it's not the gospel I've waited on the fig tree. To spread the in no avail. I should say for those of you joining us online if uh, you're thinking right now what happened to chad he looks ten years older it's uh it's because we got a better camera uh, <laughs> your your generous year end giving allowed us to uh, Upgrade, Uh, so uh, sorry about that. There's nothing I can do to help you there, but uh, I'm happy that that we were able to to make that improvement uh, in equipment. Uh, When I was in elementary school, can't remember the exact grade, but one of my teachers sat down in front of the class uh, during reading time each day and read to us from the Chronicles of Narnia, by C.S. Lewis, and, and every time she did that, I, I felt like I joined the children passing through that old wardrobe. Huh? I, I mean, I could smell it. I could feel myself uh, making my way through those hanging cloaks and coats into the mystical and magical land of Narnia, where they encountered the great lion Aslan during their adventures there. Representing the Christ in C.S. Lewis's uh, uh, telling of it on their epic quest uh, to find their way back home. As the lost children learn about Aslan, the, the beaver says, uh, Aslan is a lion, the lion, the great lion. Ooh, said Susan, I would thought he was a man. Is he quite safe? I shall feel rather nervous about meeting a lion. Safe, said Mr. Beaver. Who said anything about safe? Of course he isn't safe. But he's good. He's the king, I tell you. At times, this passage that Brent read for us from the Gospel of Luke feels like that kind of epic spiritual adventure. There is one out there, John the Baptist declares out there in the wilderness. One more powerful than I, and he is coming. Um, Long before I had someone on staff like Katie, I used to do all the uh, children's sermons for many years. Loved doing it. And there was a sermon, a children's message I did, Every single year on this third Sunday of Advent with the appearance of John the Baptist. And, and year after year, I would get away with it. I would, I, I, I Lori, uh, my wife Lori uncovered uh, this, uh, this old guy. Uh, during a move. And and uh, so he's reappeared and <laughs> brought back these great memories. So uh, the kids would be gathered around and, you know, we're approaching Christmas and I would be describing for them who I had here in the bag. And I would say, you know, he's got a big beard and uh, wears kind of funny clothes and everybody lines up in order to go uh, hear from him. And and he tells people about giving presents to each other. You know, John does talk about giving your coat, if you have two, and so forth. And of course, the kids are just about exploding. They're raising their hands, but they can't help it. They're yelling Santa at the same time. And then I always pulled out this guy, and, and, <laughs> and they would sort of gasp and recoil a bit. And um, He actually is is wearing a, an animal pelt, which to this day I couldn't tell you where I got that. Uh, uh, no, I've never skinned an animal, but, uh, but there he is in his rags, and he doesn't quite look like what they expect. And this gave me the opportunity to, uh, to speak of, of John the Baptist, and we'll just let him sit there and, uh, and his message uh, on this third Sunday of Advent. And I would do it every year for years, and the same kids would just be up a grade level and they'd fall for it every year uh, because I, I just was so good at the head fake towards Santa. Uh, Surprising that some of them didn't yell out, Jesus, that's usually the answer in the, in the children's sermons. There's a famous one where a pastor was describing a squirrel, you know, the bushy tail and everything. And, you know, what, what am I describing? And the kid yells out, Jesus, because that was usually the answer, right? But Well, last Sunday, Pastor Natalia talked about uh, Zechariah's beautiful song at the birth of, of John. And this week, we leap forward and John is, is all grown up. John the Baptist appears out in the wilderness of Judea, proclaiming, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This kingdom may well sound like a, a fantasy to some, as out of this world as the land of Narnia. But John says, This kingdom is in fact very close. And he prepares the people to enter it by following, falling into the waters of the Jordan River to be baptized by him. He's an outlandish figure, John. He's wearing a cloak of camel's hair with this belt around his waist, and he munches on locusts and wild honey out there in the wilderness. Kind of a survivalist. And even though John has the draw of a modern-day rock star with people going to great lengths and traveling great distances to get to him, he understands that he is not the main act. He shouts that the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me, and me, I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie his sandals for him. The kingdom of heaven is near. John is proclaiming. And everyone out there in that wilderness, well, they were far from home. The people had come from all over Jerusalem, Luke tells us, and all Judea to respond to John's call, and all the reg- region along the Jordan, all of the Lucys and Edmunds of the world who found themselves on the other side of the wardrobe there in the midst of this this pending kingdom of heaven. When John calls the people to repent, he uses the verb metanoia, which means to change your mind or or your purpose, to, to turn around, head in a new direction. And the people, you know, they want to know how, how would you go about this? How do things work on this side of the wardrobe? What should we do? Well, John is practical and he says you could start by noticing your neighbor needs a coat. You might notice your neighbor is hungry. You might just notice your neighbor. Mixed into the crowd are some religious leaders, Pharisees, Sadducees, dispatched all the way from the Holy Temple back in the holy city of Jerusalem. I want to see what John, this John, thinks he's doing out there. They aren't there to mock John for believing in this kingdom of heaven, but they are there to mock him for thinking that he knows something about it or how to get there. And he sees him coming. You you. Bunch of snakes, John yells, or, you know, you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Who warned you? Bear fruit worthy of repentance. Notice your neighbor. John tells the important religious leaders that even their family tree is not going to Help them out here in this kingdom of heaven. This was a shocking thing to say because heritage meant everything. Repent, turn around, and step into the water with the rest of us. The kingdom of heaven has come near. And throughout this Advent season, we do pass through the wardrobe and enter the world proclaimed by John and envisioned by the prophet Isaiah. The vision of God's promised future is so rich and full that it can sound like a fantasy world of Narnia where most extraordinary things happen. But we turn on the news and an entirely vision of the world emerges. We head out our front door and we encounter a different reality. Pandemic, division, school shootings, devastating tornadoes, hunger. And sometimes we lay awake at night with our minds full of our own worry or stress Or grief. These words from John the Baptist were not spoken we should remember in a moment of quiet inspiration when the beauty of the flowing river and the serenity of the quiet wilderness made it just obvious where everything was leading in the world. John was called forth in the middle of a world out of balance. A world where some were taking advantage and where others are being held down and left out, ignored, condemned. Knock it off, the Baptist yells. God is turning things around and if you want to get yourself turned around to get ready for this dawning kingdom, then start recognizing the precious value of every human life. Luke tells us that John proclaimed good news. Pastor Natalia and I chuckled after that reading when, when Brent said he proclaimed the good news after he's talking about unquenchable fire and brood of vipers and all the rest of it. good news the thing is if it's not good news for everybody here's a little test you can apply if you're watching a tv preacher this is a good one if it's not good news for everybody then it whatever it is it's not the gospel so they came from near and far to hear john describe it they crowded around the banks of the jordan River to wait their turn. All the time wondering along with us, can things really change? Can things really improve? Am I really included? Can I find my way home? John was all grown up. And preaching good news out there in the wilderness. And one began to make his way through the crowd from the outer edges. Nobody was noticing him because everybody was focused on the rock star and the river. He began squeezing past people. Even while John preached, making his way down to the river. His time had come, the time had come. This one would declare that the kingdom of heaven was not only near, it was at hand. John the Baptist, with all his faith and fury, said, I can only do so much for you. I can only give you some good advice, really. I can only help you get ready. But I'm not worthy to untie the sandals of the one coming the one making his way down to the banks of the Jordan would be able to take our worst fears and give us back reason to hope. The one coming would be able to take our worst sin, our brokenness, and give us a fresh start. The one making his way through the crowds down into the river is able to hold on to us even in our dying moments and gently wake us to new and everlasting life. The one coming would invite us to fall into the waters and come out not only heading in a new direction but come out Renamed and claimed and made clean. To be sent out on this most incredible adventure that anyone could possibly imagine. Follow me, he will say. Follow me because the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God,
1: is at hand.
0: A home for all, a home for you. The star without any offer. Good news to give life to the dead. Can you imagine? As you leave this service, your service begins. Comfort the homesick. Open your doors to others. Seek sanctuary. Be brave enough to go home by another way. And remember that there is in God's house that all are welcome. In the name of our foundation, God, Spirit, and Son, go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. How?